Welcome to the Conversations with My Future Self podcast. My name is Lizzie, and I am so excited that you're here. Each episode, we're going to sit down and have conversations with students who are walking through a current issue, along with someone else who's a little further down the line who can speak wisdom into that topic. We're going to speak with some of my friends, some incredible mentors, and maybe some people that you know too. We want you to feel like you're sitting down at the table with us, having real, raw conversations on current questions that so many of us so often have. Do you ever feel like you just can't catch a break? In these next few minutes, we are going to talk with Sydney and Kendall about what it looks like to fight anxious thoughts and fears in everyday life. Sydney, Kendall, I'm so happy you guys are here today. How are y'all feeling? Good. Thank We're you. We're so excited. This is awesome. Yes, I'm so, so excited. I never thought y'all two would be sitting across the table from each other. So I'm really, <laughs> really excited y'all are here. Um, so today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about um, anxiety, talking about anxious thoughts, fears, mm-hmm. when you feel like you literally can't catch a break. And yeah. so um, I know both of y'all's stories. I've lived through part of both of y'all's stories with you. And so um, I just want to give a little bit of context behind um, what has gotten you here today and just a little bit of context on um, ways that you've dealt with having anxious thoughts Mm -hmm. or fears and pressures and kind of how you've lived through those. So Sid, why don't you give us just a little bit of background on um, a little bit of your story? Okay. So about like, I want to say like six months ago uh, for quarantine, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and like was sick. And it was just like, Mm -hmm. that was kind of the start of it. Like, I think we've all had really anxious thoughts for like all of our lives, but like then just like really got take control of my life. Like I was so fearful about everything. And I was Mm -hmm. just like living in that. Like I just wasn't able to get out of it. So what about you, Ken? Um, Yeah, I would say I've had a similar traumatic experience that sets off a ton of just fear um, that kind of spirals out of control into day-to-day life. Like um, I remember being in high school and like having total freakouts about a test coming up or about a game that we were having later in the week um, or about different social situations. Like, you know, there's like homecomings coming up. Am I going to get asked to go? You know, am I going to have a mom like silly things like that that would just like totally make my chest tight and make me and make it hard to breathe. And um, I yeah, that's totally I have experience with all of those things. And um, it's it's definitely really difficult at times. So do you think those those feelings of being scared about homecoming or your game or all of that, do you Mm -hmm. think they started from somewhere else or do you think it was just having those fears of being in high school? Yeah. You know, I really do think that it goes back to Um, our broken nature because like Sid, I had a traumatic experience. I ended, I actually lost my mom when I was a sophomore in high school. And I think the reason that that might have contributed to my anxious feelings later is because some part of that experience shifted my understanding of God and of incorrect way. And it made me think at all times that the other shoe was going to drop. And it would, it would be something that was completely unrelated to my family, to my mom. Um, but it was just like, there's always something bad is around the corner. And that's kind of this, like this, um, that this song that my heart sang, that was just, it totally crippled me. And it was something that I didn't realize that I believed until later on when I tried to kind of dissect where all of this anxiety was coming from at different points in my life. But (laughs) 
Um, I don't think it takes a traumatic experience for someone to have those types of thoughts either, because you can grow up your whole life thinking something incorrect about the Lord, and it really does shift the way that your body reacts to different situations that isn't, um, you know, the way that God designed you to act. Um, and so I think it's, it's applicable to everyone, but, um, especially for, um, you know, people that have like serious, sorry, serious encounters with like tragedy would be, um, really difficult too. So Sid, you were talking about these last few months have, you've been more anxious than usual, right? You've been more anxious than you have before. So when you are by yourself late at night, laying in bed and those thoughts are going through your head, what, what do you feel in those moments? What do you feel like thoughts are going on in your mind? I, well, I get in this headspace of just like, oh my goodness, like so-and-so thinks this, or like this person hates me, or I didn't get this many likes on my Instagram post, or little stupid things that just like don't need, I don't need to be worrying about, like don't, like don't matter, but it's all coming from that core thought and that core fear of, oh my goodness, like my mom, and that's just like where everything like revolved around, and just, it caused everything to go into like a spiral, and I'll just sit there, and I'll just be so, so, so like paralyzed in fear, just like I can't get out of it. Like, I just want to sit there and think and think and just let my mind just go to all these different places. And I can never just, like, hear the Lord being like, Sydney, like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, that's the chances of that happening are so small. And I already have a plan for you. You you don't make your own path. I have a plan for you. And I just need you to, like, follow that. And I could never hear that. I would always have music or podcasts or whatever it is going on. And I just would never turn it off and listen to him. And I just, I've gotten that headspace of, oh, like, it's all, it's all, it's all fear. It's all my mom. It's all this, it's all that. And then the part of being alone was the, always the hardest for me. Cause I'm very extroverted and even introverts. I'm sure need community. Like, cause when you're alone, you have a tendency to just like think and you can only hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. But when you're with other people, they're there to like tell you the truth and be like, Sydney, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you thinking about that? And like having people that are just going to like pour truth into you is like what gets you out of it. Right. hundred percent. That's so good, Sid. And you talked a little bit about your spiral of thoughts, right? So you have one thought that's very rational, right? You have the fear of something happening, a very rational thought. And then sometimes that rational thought can go in in this spiral of your mind, right? I mean, someone could say the smallest comment of you look good today or you don't look good today. And you can say, (laughs) oh, if I don't look good today, then no one's going to like me. If no one likes me, I'm not going to have any friends and everyone must hate me. I must hate my life. Like this spiral (laughs) of thoughts. And so um, we were talking earlier a little bit about like the spiral Mm -hmm. of thought and how that goes. So what do you um, have to say on that, Ken? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when you were talking, Sid, too, is it reminds me of the scripture in Matthew 6. And I think it's the classic scripture that a lot of people bring up with anxiety. And I heard it taught this one time, and it's really just stuck with me that um, the teaching was a little bit flipped. And it started with the end of the passage, which is actually um, Matthew 6, 34. And um, it ends with, sufficient for the day is the trouble of its own. And, um, so that it's kind of like, you're saying like, there is trouble today and there isn't like something for you to be thoughtful of and aware of. And for, you know, that natural fear in your body, like that's supposed to energize you and push you towards some action that would be healthy for your practical life. Um, but then if you go back and the first part of that passage, Jesus is like, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he will not 
will he not much more clothe you, O, o you of little faith? And so he's like, Hey, that one, that one thing, that one fear that you have today, that's, that's enough. Like you can think about that and worry about that because that's something to be thoughtful of. But tomorrow, are you really going to worry about what you're going to wear? The, the flowers of the field are clothed. Like that is, that is a really silly spiral of thoughts. And that is where your anxiety has been taken too far. If your fear extends into tomorrow or any of the days after that, it's spiraled. And so what I love about how that kind of relates to what you said too, Sid, is that's what exactly what Jesus is doing is he's looking someone in the eyes and saying, hey, stop. You are fine today. Worry about what you have today. Don't worry about tomorrow. That would be too far. It's almost like you're saying, like, you need community. You need someone to remind you, like, that is not something that you can control. And that, therefore, you should not spend any of your mental energy on that. Seriously, like, let's focus on the problem that we can solve today. Jesus is doing that for the people that are listening here. And he's saying, like, the birds of the field are are careless. And they still are taken care of every single day. So you should be, do the same. And I thought that was a really sweet thing that you mentioned and how highlighted that I hadn't thought of before that Jesus is acting as the community, as the truth sayer in this moment that, you know, your friends can share that truth with you as well. And that's, that's so, what's so beautiful about community. I just love that you brought up that point. Definitely. So what do you think are some ways that you, some things, you know, now that you wish you would have known sooner in your experience with anxiety, things that living real life and having hard things happen to you and just having everyday normal fears too. What are some things that you feel like, man, I wish I would have known that going into whatever situation it is that you're in. Okay. Honestly, um, is like you have your thought and like, that's okay. Like you, I'm allowed to like be fearful. Like that's okay. We're all scared of something. And Mm -hmm. like, but like stopping that thought there, like not letting that thought control your life and like, keep it, Mm -hmm. keep it like spiraling into like random stuff that like Mm -hmm. you, why, why am I worrying about this? Mm -hmm. Like stopping the thought at its like point, like, Oh, I'm scared of this. Let's just think about it. Okay. Like maybe I should do this to fix the problem Mm -hmm. and that's it. And finish it there instead of letting it spiral instead of letting it just go into a million other thoughts and like the other point is like a community I'm going to touch on it again but like over quarantine is when it was the hardest and I'm sure everybody Mm -hmm. had this problem everybody did because you're so isolated but like it's I lived in the fear of oh I don't want to go like I don't want to get my mom sick like I don't want to do this and so I would like huddle up in my room and just like that was all I would think about oh I got to go do the dishes I got to go do this and I just like every little thought was just like so it was so like exhausting and then as soon as I got out with people again, like after the mandate was listed and like I could go out and see people, I didn't want to because I was so scared still. Mm-hmm. But like I get when I was with the people, I just feel like I could like breathe and they would speak the truth to me. They would right. like say like, you're OK. Like you have so many people that love you and like your mom is going to be OK. Like we know this and like you don't need to be stressing about this kind of stuff. And they mm-hmm. would just like love on me and just like let me know I'm OK. And like I think that's just like the best thing ever. It's just like God pouring through people. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, he's so good and he can work in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And when he works through people, it just, like, you just can feel, like, relieved. And, like, you need a community. You mm-hmm. can't can't get out of it without a community. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said in the beginning, too, of it's okay to be fearful. Like, it's okay to have fears. It's okay to feel that way, but it's not okay to stay there. And I think that's a really, really good reminder of that. Um, Kendall, what do you think about some things you wish you would have known sooner? Um, 
So that's so awesome. I'm, I just keep thinking about, I have so many friends now that are even, they're just in different um, situations in life where they still are really restricted on the social interaction they have because of COVID-19. And um, I feel like what it's done is seriously highlight how dependent we are yes. on yes. community. Like, because they're just struggling so much. And I think it was such a, uh, it was a gift that we just didn't really even understand how necessary it was and how beautiful it was that we get to experience that naturally every day. Um, And so that's just so, so beautiful that you're able to see that at such a young age too. I just love Uh that. That is cool. What keeps coming to my mind um, for definitely something that I wish I would have known when I was younger and something that gives me so much comfort in um, times when I'm like spiraling is um, remembering that Jesus is with us and I think it's it's sweet because it's like this is this time of year is like Emmanuel. He's with us, and we get to be reminded of that all the time. But um, what that means to me is that he is like sitting with me in my fear, in my anxiety, in my like spiraling mess. He feels what I feel because he's fully man too, and he is holding my hand and saying, "Come, come with me. Let's go. Like we can walk out of this." And it's just like the ultimate friend. It's yes. like the ultimate. Like I hear you. I'm listening to you. Listen to my words because this is truth. This is the rock that you can stand on. Um, and that's something that so has like anchored me and given me so much. Um, I feel like when you're in the middle of an anxiety spiral, it's almost hard to, um, it's like, um, it's hard to open up to someone and it's hard to like ask for help maybe. Um, but to know that Christ is like always with you, he's Emmanuel, he's God, he's omniscient, but he's sitting next to you and feeling the same things that you feel. That's just, um, I think such a great comfort to me in times when I'm like seriously losing my mind. Um, sometimes when you're overwhelmed with all the problems of today, it, the past of how God has delivered you in so many ways gets kind of fuzzy. And so, um, I was telling Sid one of the like main ways that I stayed encouraged in college when it was like really difficult and like difficult seasons, um, as I was able to look back on like journals from mission trips that I would go on and Lizzie would come and minister to me. And I mean, just like love on me more than anyone that I knew, like knew how to love. It was just such a beautiful thing. Um, and the way that that transformed my heart, it was like, I know that God was in her speaking through her. And so that's just like one example of a time that I would look back and be like, God helped me here through Lizzie Kevlin. That, that was such an so awesome cool. thing, but it gives me hope and energy in the moment knowing, okay, like God keeps his promises. He does favor me. He, he sent me a friend in that time when I was struggling and he will continue to provide for me in these moments. Um, and so I think those are, um, I don't know, just sweet no. things to do yes. to help in moments when you're struggling. Right. So the practical way of like, okay, this is hard for me right now, physically getting out a journal and writing down, like, these are the truth of God. This is the things that the Lord has said to me. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the 40 I am's, but it's a list of 40 things of 40 things that God says about you, 40 Mm -hmm. things that you are. Um, and if you click the link in the show notes, you will be able to, um, see the document of the 40 I am's and look at these 40 truths that the Lord has spoken Mm -hmm. about you and verses that relate to them that you can look back and say, Oh God, this is, this is what you 
say I am. Mm -hmm. This is who you say I am. Mm -hmm. Not this fear, not these anxious thoughts, not these spiral of thoughts going through my mind, but Mm -hmm. it's what God says that I am. I think that is great, great wisdom in that. Do y'all have any other practical advice, anything practical for someone who's walking through anxiety on a day-to-day basis, something that you could say, this has really, really helped me in an anxious moment? Honestly, there's this one verse. I literally, this Mm -hmm. is like what I live by over these past couple months. It's Isaiah 35, 4. It says, say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. Fear God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that just like gives me so much peace. Like, just like I'm, it's not like just my battle. I'm not the one fighting it all by myself. It's Mm -hmm. not just like a million soldiers and just me. Like mm-hmm. I have like the most powerful like man on my side. Like I have God literally his hands on my shoulders a hundred percent of the time, just like there with me walking through whatever I am. And like, it's just like giving me some like peace at mind to just be like, I'm okay. Like he has me like, and it's just, it's so amazing to think about it like that. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just blows my mind every time actually. Mm-hmm. It's cr- really crazy to think about that. He looks at you and he's like, you're all mine. Yes. No one else <laughs> yes. is. You're all mine. <laughs> so awesome. Well, Sid and Kendall, I'm so, so happy you guys were here today. I'm so thankful that y'all were able to speak a little bit about your experience and what the Lord has really done through that. So I love y'all and I'm so happy you're here. Um, for the uh, resources, click the link in the show notes and y'all are able to see all of those right there. Thank you so much for joining us. If you received hope through this conversation today, we want to encourage you to share it to help someone else receive hope as well. Please like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future conversations.